Hey everybody, I'm Eric, and today I watch WWE 2017 Week 35, which aired, uh, what was it, August 28th through August 30th, 2017. It included Raw Episode 1266, SmackDown number 941, 205 Live number 40, Main Event number 257, and NXT Episode 409. Uh, lots of... Lots of stuff happened this week. Well, I guess. I don't... I took... I think I took the most notes about Raw. A lot of stuff happened on Raw. But for the most part, I was kind of... Uh, I wasn't totally invested in everything going on this week. Because we're so far away from the next pay-per-view. So, so far away from the next SmackDown pay-per-view. It was all kind of... Um, a little bit of story development, but it, it also kind of continued last week's of last week's theme of uh, throw these matches together. Uh, we don't have to have motivation for them, really, I guess. I don't know. Anyhow, also, all of this was also... Um, it, it didn't help that there was four hours of, um, of wrestling to watch with the Mae Young Classic Round 1. Uh, and after having watched all of that, and then watching all of this week's weekly shows, uh, it was a little bit, I don't know, it was a lot, it was a lot to watch, especially since last week we all said, the SummerSlam weekend, all of that, not to say it's a bad thing, but it is kind of a bad thing as far as being able to pay total and complete attention about, uh, to everything. Anyway... So, Raw opened with a pretty fine battle royal to determine who would fight The Miz for the Intercontinental Championship next week. And there's all kind of, Okay, this was the... Uh, I was, I was going to say that uh, a couple of the matches, again, on NXT were in favorites this week. I completely forgot about this battle royal. It was great. There's so much development of so many different storylines uh we had the big show who was shaved looks kind of funny without any facial hair or hair on top of his head well at least he had his eyebrows he did ha he did have eyebrows and eyelashes um uh we had the big show in there we had bo dallas and kurt axel of course the miz tourage uh representing the miz of course the miz i can be saying of course the Miz wanted one of them to win because he knew, well, hey, if I fight them next week, uh, they're not going to try to beat me. Otherwise, they're out of this money-making machine that The Miz has created. Uh, we had Matt Hardy, Jeff Hardy, Finn Balor, Jason Jordan. Uh, what is that thing? Say, some scribble. It looks like an M. Followed by by other <laughs> other letters. Um, Kurt Hawkins is <laughs> eliminated first by everybody. They all worked together to, to lift him up and toss him out of the ring, and it was pretty fantastic. Uh, Kalisto is eliminated by the Miz Taraj. Uh, Finn Balor helps Gallows and Anderson eliminate the Big Show, this is a great little tease of that those three getting together, uh, you, you know, with the the club, the real Balor Club, also known as the Bullet Club. 
someday. I hope. Fingers crossed. Uh, Goldust eliminated by Gallows and Anderson. Big Show eliminated during the cur- commercial break. So that's kind of a, a bummer. Uh, it, it, I guess if you... Uh, do they do that during Raw? I don't know. I watch this on Hulu, so I it's edited anyway. And also, if they do have the um, action during the breaks, uh, the picture-in-picture... I miss all of that also. So if, if you did have the picture in picture in this commercial break, then you were de- treated by the, the big show being eliminated during that commercial break. But I didn't see that. Just came back and they're like, Oh, big show is eliminated while you were gone. Uh, Gallows is eliminated. Anderson, uh, ended up on the outside along with Matt Hardy. But, uh, Oh, what? How how did that happen? How did that happen? Whatever it was, the club, Gallows and Anderson worked together to eliminate Matt Hardy after he eliminated, or played a part in eliminating them. Uh, there's a brawl that broke out. Uh, Finn Balor, I started yelling at him, because he almost eliminated, I think it was Elias Sampson, and uh, then he just left him there. I'm like, what are you doing? Finish the job. Finish the job. Um, or was it even Finn? It, was, it wasn't. It wasn't um, Elias Sampson. I forget who it was. But anyway, uh, Bray interrupts. He, uh, he, he was not in the match. Uh, we get his teleportation in. And he gets he eliminates Finn Balor and then he disappears. So um, yeah, that that storyline's continued very quick. Didn't have to linger on it very much. And uh, then the the Miztourage both were eliminated by Jason Jordan at the same time. And then oh, it was Elias. Yes, yes, Elias and Jason Jordan were both eliminated by Jeff Hardy at the same time. Not at the same time, but one after another, like boom, boom, by Jeff Hardy. He will face The Miz for the Intercontinental Championship next week. Will he win the Intercontinental Championship? That would be pretty cool. Uh, I, yeah, I kind of hope so, because that would be awesome. And we could see where things go from there. I think The Miz is, um, I mean, he hasn't had any championship matches defending the title, in the last many weeks, so it'd be it'll be great to see a match where he does next week, and if he if he loses, it'll be great to see him uh, on the hunt again, and uh, with his mistourage uh, go, going after his championship. So we'll see what happens. Up next, we had uh, Brock Lesnar's segments. Uh, Paul Heyman says that Braun is the most worthy competitor and that Brock Lesnar ducks no monster. And uh, as Paul Heyman tries to continue, Brock interrupts and says, uh, what he's trying to say is, Suplex City, bitch! That crowd goes wild. Uh, we had Seth Rollins versus Cesaro. Cesaro won. Uh, but then Sheamus said, no, no, you're not done. We are having a match, you and I, Dean Ambrose, 
and that match, Dean Ambrose won. Uh, I really liked when Cesaro was sneaking around during that match. <laughs> it was, uh, I don't know if it was necessary for him to be being all sneaky-like, but I enjoyed it. Um, what was this next segment? Something about, oh yeah, Roman Reigns and John Cena, they talked to each other, and uh, some people liked this segment, some people didn't. I thought it was okay. I had expectations of it from what I had heard, and then, I don't know. It was, it was okay, I guess. What, what? was trying to be accomplished there I I don't know We all they needed to do was just announce that these two were going to fight each other at no mercy like that's enough to to be excited about right? do we really have to actually see them talk about it? <laughs> oh that's kind of a weird thing to say but like yeah you say Roman Reigns versus John Cena let's not even see either of them until this happens they're just, they're gonna fight each other at no mercy. Why why does there need to be a story behind it? Um, but then there would be complaints that why isn't there a story behind it? I guess. Uh, <laughs> the good brothers come out, Gals and Anderson, and uh, call them nerds and challenge them to a match. And uh, Roman Reigns. Oh, it was a pretty cool combination. I like them as a team. I do like them as a team. So it's like the greatness of seeing them work together is like completely undermined by. <laughs> Actually, that does remind me of something that I really, really liked about this match. Um, and it's further proof that even though I. I present as not liking Roman Reigns. He does at least one thing that I I friggin' love in every match that I've seen. Um, there might be exceptions to that, but uh, anyway, in general, that's the case. But uh, they, they had an awesome spear followed by an AA that got them the win. Um, uh, that was executed against Carl Anderson. Uh, okay, so they're, they're a tag team, yeah. Roman Reigns and John Cena. John Cena starts the match. He goes for a good amount of time before Roman finally gets tagged in. But early on, Roman is not into this at all. He very... <laughs> You know, usually you have the tag team partners, they're like rooting their, their partner on, all that, reaching out as far as they can, but the way that Roman, he just like, he doesn't change his posture at all, he barely changes his facial expression, he just reaches his hand out for a second, and it's like obvious that John is nowhere near being able to tag him, and then he brings his hand back in. Then brings it was just it was kind of it was kind of like uh it was it was uh like a facetious reach for a tag if that's even a thing uh, I thought it was I thought it was really really funny um, but when he does actually get tagged in he is into it and that was kind of kind of neat I was I was I was a little bit disappointed. That he didn't like bring his hand back as John was trying to tag him and continue to be kind of a jerk about it. 
but uh, it, it worked out all right. And then the main event of the night, Sasha Banks versus Alexa Bliss. Uh, some great moments were a, a pretty unexpected sunset flip from Alexa, a superplex, and then, of course, the finish, a DDT from Alexa. But afterwards, Naya comes out, congratulates Alexa, gets her up on her shoulder, and it's like a great uh, like best friends moment. And, well, I, I, uh, on screen, or like in the actual show, not the actual, yeah, yeah, on Raw, I don't think we've really seen them be best friends. They've been friendly, but in real life, they are definitely best friends, and uh, seeing them at Target and stuff is a lot of fun. Anyway, uh, Naya has her up on her shoulder in the middle of the ring, the, the victory celebration is underway. Alexa Bliss, four-time champion, and then just gets dropped by Naya. She just leans backward and drops her right on the mat, destroyed. So, no mercy. I guess it's going to be Alexa Bliss versus Nia Jax, huh? Because Alexa is on all the, the pro. I don't think she's going to, nobody's going to beat her before no mercy happens so uh we'll have story developed next week for that because that's that's the teaser that we're left with um so i was thinking i i know there are complaints and that's alexa bliss champion again that sasha banks never defends her championship successfully all of that but uh as far as the moves that were utilized oh this was a kind of silly thing why is the DDT the, the finisher for that? They should let her use uh, the Sparkle Splash. Which, oh okay, how out of touch are you to say that if this this is some random, <laughs> someone on Reddit. So if this person is actually listening to this, I, I, I don't mean any offense. But uh, it, it's not called the Sparkle Splash anymore, first. I call it Twisted Bliss. And she did use it. In her match against Sasha Banks at uh, SummerSlam. And she also used Insult to Injury, which are two of her moves that are way cooler than the DDT. But she did not use the DDT when she lost the championship to Sasha Banks. So, I, in, in my opinion, that makes it pretty obvious that the DDT is the deciding factor. Uh, if she's not going to be, be using any underhanded tricks, like a masked luchador. But, uh, yeah, so she was able to hit the DDT, and that put Sasha away for the win. So, I don't know, I, I, I'm, I'm excited for, for what's to come. And, uh, I mean, we'll see what, we'll see what else happens. Uh, hopefully this means there's something really awesome coming down the line for, uh, is TLC a Raw show? I think it is. But if nothing else, because I think Hell in a Cell is SmackDown this year? Because it's, that's what comes next after No Mercy? Because it's in October, maybe not. Um, and then, uh, Survivor Series. I hope we have some awesome stuff happening for the women's championships at Survivor Series. 
Um, and not just the five on five thing that just wraps everybody up. And then you only have the one women's match for the entire six hour night. Um, but anyway, uh, moving on to SmackDown number 941. Actually, before that, let's talk about main events very briefly. Uh, Alicia Fox versus Dana Brooke. And <laughs> one of my favorite lines of the week is uh, Corey talking about... Uh, okay, he's, he says basically... Of all the things that Alicia has lost, it's her mind that she misses the most. <laughs> A great, great line. Um, Dana Brooke wins the match via a, a, a number of gymnastic-based moves. I thought that was really cool. We also had Arya Daivari versus Mustafa Ali, and Mustafa Ali won the match with the 0-5-4, the inverted 450 splash off the top there. Uh, so that that was they were both pretty fun matches. I recommend checking it out if you want j- just straight up wrestling matches. Don't have to worry about any storylines and stuff going on. Speaking of worrying about storyline stuff going on, SmackDown episode nine forty one, uh, Jinder Mahal comes out. The uh, Singh brothers apologize profusely, and uh, they beg to be able to kiss Jinder's feet, which is pretty gross. But they're interrupted before they can by Shinsuke Nakamura. Uh, he breaks, he, he beats them up. Uh, and Randy comes out and he also beats them up. Then Rusev comes out and he beats Randy Nakamura up. And things are set in motion for the main event to come. Jinder Mahal and Rusev against Randy and Shinsuke. Uh, up next, the debut, the return, the in-ring return debut of Benjamin Shelton. Teamed up with Chad Gable versus the Inc- the Ascension. Um, let's see. Oh yeah, when he first when G- Gable first tags in Shelton, uh, Gable is like waiting for him to help him with some type of team up attack, but Shelton is like, uh, nope, just attack, just attacks him on his own. Uh, but they were both very happy with their victory. And we'll see where things go from there. It seems, uh, it, it didn't seem, um, uh, what's the word? What's the word I'm looking for? Uh, consistent. That first reaction and then the, the ending didn't seem consistent with each other. Is Shelton on board with this team, team up? Or is he only on board when they, they win? And is it because he felt like he was the, the, instrument the that he was instrumental to that win i don't know we didn't have any follow-up for that so anything uh, anything more would be speculation uh this looks like i (laughs) the way my handwriting looks which is very sloppy on, on this page it looks like i wrote bacon quote i'm i'm cashing in with a c like a like a bacon it like going into the oh oh are those things related a cash of cash at the bank money in the bank uh baron corbin what i did write oh that's uh that's another food another food wrestler i didn't think of that one bacon corbin uh on friday not friday night on snackdown live 
Um, anyway, he's saying he's cashing in on the open challenge whenever AJ uh, reestablishes it. But uh, AJ comes out, he reopens the open challenge. Ty Dillinger an- answers the call. Baron interrupts. Uh, the match continues anyway. Uh, AJ Styles gets the calf crusher on Ty Dillinger, and he taps out, and Baron attacks more afterwards. So, yeah, yeah, that happened. AJ is still champion, of course. Uh, and Mike Kanellis versus Bobby Roode, a glorious victory by Roode with a blockbuster followed by a spinebuster and then the glorious DDT. Um, yeah, it was a, it was a, it was a decent match. It was fun to watch, but the best match of this week, other than the Battle Royal, is also from Bobby Roode, and it is on NXT, so we'll talk about that in just a, just a couple minutes. Uh, Kevin Owen interrupts Aiden English's song. Uh, okay, here's the thing. Aiden says that he is, or he sings, that he is the Mozart of melody, and I have a problem with that. It's uh, what uh, like <laughs> Mozart is the Mozart of melody, right? Right, the Shakespeare of song. Okay, that makes sense. Shakespeare didn't write songs, so you saying that you are the Shakespeare of something that Shakespeare didn't do then yeah, that makes sense. But saying that you're the Mozart of something that Mozart did, that doesn't make sense. Beethoven of baritone, okay, kind of. Kind of. Because Beethoven isn't known for singing, but it is still a music thing. He should be like the... The Shakespeare of suplexes... The Mozart of mat work, or something, I don't know. <laughs> the, um, the Beethoven of beating you up. I don't know. I guess that's, it's, it's, it's not that he's as good at wrestling as all of those things. He's saying that he's good at music as those things, which is not a thing that you need to be good at. But anyway, <laughs> anyway, um, Aiden English. Okay, so uh, Kevin interrupts. He has a problem with last week that Shane ended up being the special ref and all that. Shane comes in and says, "Stop whining." Uh, he's gonna have a match in English versus Sami Zayn. Uh, at one point, so Kevin is on commentary for this match, but he gets fed up with the ref doing a bad job. Goes to the ref, just steals his shirt, power bombs Sami Zayn, and then gives Aiden a quick three count for the win. Aiden is ecstatic. For the first time, maybe ever, we hear his new music, his new uh, theme music. And uh, Kevin has sent a message. He's put the ref- <laughs> referee locker room on notice. I every time I think that we're done with that phrase, it comes up again. This time on NXT, which we'll talk about. So we may not talk about that specifically. Drew McIntyre uses that phrase. I'm putting the locker room on notice. 
Um, a great thing about Kevin Owens as special ref was when he was counting for Sami Zayn to get off the ropes. It's a thing we'd never see. Thought it was just technically a rule that you can't be up on up on those. Or maybe was it because he was outside the ring, technically? I don't know. I'm not sure. Uh, but that was fun. Either way. Uh, Dolph Ziggler mocks more gimmicks, and he says, Well, I'm going to have all those things then. I'm going to have style, but no, all flash, but no substance next week. Are we just, we're just going to have him backstage talking about it again, is, aren't we? Aren't we? Uh, we had the New Day versus the Usos. The winner of this match would pick their stipulation for the, the, their championship match. Is this their championship match at the next pay-per-view? Or is it just like in the next couple of weeks? I don't know. Xavier Woods has been injured. I believe it is his left knee leg. Knee slash leg. Uh, so this match was Biggie and Kofi Kingston uh, going up against the Usos. The Usos won the match when Jay rolled up Kofi with a big handful of tights. Uh, we had a backstage bit uh, with Ellsworth, Carmella, talking about... What does that say? What does that say? Flowers! Oh yeah, Ellsworth. He's like, yeah, did, did you get my flowers? I'm so sorry about last week, or whatever. And then Carmella asks him if he, st- <laughs> if he stole the flowers from a funeral. And, it, and his response is, uh, well, you mean stole. Or it depends on what you mean by stole. I don't know. Uh, Natalia comes over and says, well, I'm going to make you the Baron Corbin of the women's division when she fails to cash in correctly. And, okay, my handwriting, I'll just skip. Something else happened, but that's not important. The Ravishing Russian, or the Ravishing Revolution Led by Lana and Tamina. Tamina versus a gal named Tina Stock, I believe. It gets absolutely destroyed with Lana on the microphone. This, I like this. I like this. She should be just yelling things. Like, please keep doing this. I liked it. She says, crush her. Crush her now. (laughs) I've turned into a little bit of Arnold Schwarzenegger-ish. Um... Tamina hits Tina with a super kick and gets a pin, and Lana like waves all the photographers, well, t- the two photographers, to get get all up in there, get in the ring, take some pictures. I thought that was pretty funny. Uh, the best part of the episode, Fashion Files Season 2 premiere, Back to Basics. Um, they are Clue at the end of last season. To B. Uh, there's a bunch of BBs on the board, including Brie Bella. That was the only one I can remember. <laughs> they go through a bunch of, uh, I guess they're clues, and uh, one of them, he holds it up, and Fandango says, it, It's a title. <laughs> Brie's says, No, it's a belt. Hold your pants up. A uh, great, great joke. Uh, then they come across arrows with a. Bla- they have a black light flashlight, and there's arrows on the boxes. <laughs> they keep going in a circle. Amazing, amazing visual humor. Uh, then he flips the box on top around, and their note that said "to be" with the black light ink 
says not or not to be. So who could it be? Who could it be? I think it's the Bella Twins, because there's two of them. It's kind of a false thing to, to be Brie Bella, BB, but could be Bella and Bella. Aha. Or maybe it's Birdie Bella, the youngest of the clan. I don't think a six-month-old is pulling off all of these uh, all of these things, all of these attacks. Um, uh, they, they suspect that it is Aiden English because that's to do Shakespeare and he talks about Shakespeare. And then, uh, <laughs> so many sunglasses. I need to watch it again, uh, to see when the other sunglasses, uh, made their appearance. But he ends up with, uh, Fandango ends up with two sunglasses on his face and another set on his collar, uh, uh, hung off his shirt. So go check it out. Fashion Files Season 2. I detailed too much of that in a not very funny way. So go watch it to enjoy it in the funny, funniest way possible. The way it was aired. And then we had Randy Orton and Shinsuke Nakamura versus Rusev and Jinder Mahal. And I, I abbreviated all those. That was really tricky. R.O. slash S.N. versus R.U.S. slash J.M. I was like, wait, Russia and J... J <laughs> anyway, uh, Shinsuke wins the match via Kinshasa to Rusev. And afterwards, as they're, uh, they bring in, they take in the adoration of the crowd, Randy Orton hits Shinsuke with an RKO. Is it next week? They go head-to-head. -head. Shinsuke Nakamura versus Randy Orton. The winner will go on to face Jinder Mahal for the WWE Championship. Now, what I am actually excited to see... Because we see... They're going to have the same freaking ending again that they've had for all of the Shinsuke and Randy matches so far. Ridiculous. But uh, Rusev versus Jinder Mahal, I would love to see that, and hopefully Rusev would actually be able to win it. Could be pretty fun. It could be pretty fun. All right, on to 205 Live, episode 40. We had the Brian Kendrick versus Jack Gallagher no DQ match. Brian Kendrick uh, did some more of some more of his tricks. Uh, Jack was dominant early on, but once Brian Kendrick got the upper hand, he took it to the end and won the match. But he uh, he tied up Jack's foot in the apron ties, and that uh, allowed him to get quite a bit of offense onto a defenseless Jack. And they also hit a DDT into the ring bell, uh, which basically knocked Jack out. He could have easily just uh, got the pin there, but instead... He uses the kendo stick to uh, amplify the captain's hook. And the match is called basically a knockout. Jack couldn't even answer, uh, do you give up? Uh, we had Rich Swan versus Arya Daivari. Rich won. After Arya tried to use TJP's crutches, he was on commentary. Uh, he was distracted just enough. TJP went over to get his crutches back. Um, 
that uh, Rich got the win. But then there was a brawl afterward, and it turns out that TJP's crutches were a, uh, a, a, a not a hoax. A hoax. Yeah, they were a hoax. He doesn't actually need crutches. He was just getting out of having to fight his friends. His quote-unquote friend. And then the main event, <laughs> which was a highlight for me, mostly due to... Oh, crap, I can't even remember his name. Uh, the other commentator on 205 Live. Crap, I'm going to have to look this up. Dick Joseph. That's his name. Um, <laughs> the way he says, Jadunzo. I can't remember if that's exactly how he does it. But uh, I guess that's the name of Enzo's finisher that we have never seen before because he has never finished a match before coming to 205 Live. Um, anyway, Enzo, Cedric, Metallic versus Nice, Gulak, and Dar. Um, uh, I just I just realized I used all first names for the good guys and all last names for the bad guys. Well, Metallic isn't a first or last. It's the second name of his his superhero name. Um, the the best part of this match, other than Jadunzo, not the actual move. The actual move is like yeah, it's all right, but the <laughs> the delivery of Jadunzo, I love it. Um, uh, there's a back hand. There's like a handspring f- into a roundhouse by Cedric Alexander. That was that was awesome, freaking awesome. But uh, anyway, Enzo hit that Jadunzo on Tony Nice and got the win for his team. Uh, okay, so NXT number four hundred nine. This whole episode is. Uh, I recommend checking it out. It's pretty good top to bottom. It's the first batch of new stuff since uh, the since TakeOver. First batch of new stuff from Full Sail University. So you have uh, now the new storylines continuing on. Uh, Drew McIntyre, uh, he, he's putting y'all on notice. So if you want to fight me, come out and, and ask to fight me. And Roderick Strong comes out and asks to fight him. But first... He has to, to finish his business with Bobby Roode, the main event of this episode. Drew says, well, I'm glad you're man enough to come out here and ask to fight. Now I hope you're man enough to be knocked out like a man. Uh, or you're, he said it differently than that. I totally messed that up. Uh, Peyton Royce versus Ruby Riots. Great match. Oh my gosh. Check it out. I mean, it's not, it's, it's no Oscar versus Ember Moon, but what is Oscar versus Ember Moon is? But, uh, yeah, this, this is excellent. We had some help from Billy Kay, a brutal big boot as the ref was distracted. Um, I think Peyton, she grabbed a hold of the, the apron as Ruby was trying to do to like pull her back into the ring. Um, but, uh, yeah, that was pretty, pretty great. And, uh, then Peyton hit a fisherman suplex with a bridge to get the win on Ruby Riot. There, there are excellent moments throughout this match. 
It was only those final moments that I wrote actual notes about. Go check it out. Go check it out. Uh, Cassius Ono wants a match against Hideo Tommy. Uh, before he even asks for it, uh, Regal's like, yeah, you have a match with him next week. I didn't tell you yet. Why do I, I guess I should probably tell you guys stuff before we're actually filming. <laughs> but uh, then Cassius has one request. He wants it to be no disqualifications. And uh, Regal's just like, yeah, okay. Yeah, that's fine. Heavy Machinery. <laughs> Heavy Machinery versus O'Wheel and Legrand. Just a couple of guys. Uh, oh my, Heavy Machinery is so, so fun to watch. Especially Dosevich. It's, it's hilarious. Um, there is a cross two bodies block by Tucker Knight, and that uh, was followed shortly after by one of my favorite tag team finishers ever, the Compactor. Like, if, if you get in the position of being, of having the Compactor delivered to you, like, you done, you, you done messed up, man. Like, you should be able to get out of that once you're actually in it. So you... you if you're not able to, you've been beat up real good. Which, uh, I mean, unless you're huge guys, I guess it is pretty good, pretty easy to get into that state when facing heavy machinery. Uh, but yeah, it's when uh, you have one guy on the ground, and Otis has the other guy held basically horizontally back... Uh, uh, well, uh, like belly to belly, but uh, like across his chest, held uh, held um, held horizontal, like, and um, and then uh, Tucker Knight runs the ropes and helps just slam them over, basically a crossbody to Dozovich's back, and it's just 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 four person sandwich onto the ground, led leading to a pen. It's a great move. It's a great move and it looks super painful for everybody. Except for me except for maybe Tucker Knight. Um I can see him not taking taking too much from from uh executing that move. And uh anyway, yeah, check out that match. Check out this whole episode. I already said that. Check out this whole episode of NXT. And then uh Roderick Strong versus Bobby Roode I, this is kind of my, yeah, this is my favorite match from either of these guys. It is, it is really good. It is really fast paced, much faster paced than most of Rude's matches, uh, most, especially on, uh, the takeovers. They, they, they're a little bit of a slow burn to start. I feel like the first half is, uh, more psychological than physical, but this one, they just got right into it. Just going at it, full tilt, um, and Roderick Strong ended up winning, definitively ending this feud, just fantastic, fantastic way to end it, with three high knees, and then two end of heartaches. Really cool, really cool way, like, that's the only, I'd say that's the only, like, believable way to, uh, to put away. Bobby Roode in that match. And uh, it also had that 
feel because Bobby Roode is no longer the champion that he didn't have like that part of the motivation. He wasn't doing, he wasn't necessarily in the, it didn't seem like he was in the headspace to do whatever it takes to win, to retain the championship. It was more like, I just got to fight this guy. I just got to fight this guy and beat him up. Um, so I think that would, that was what allowed also allowed strong to be able to pull off, uh, what he did at the end. Cause rude wasn't trying to use the ref as a distract or distract the ref and uh, get a low blow in or any number of things that he might've, might've done, uh, if he were defending the championship and trying to, to hold on to it. Uh, Drew, comes out afterwards to uh i guess address roderick strong uh from earlier when he said that he wanted to fight him for the championship but before anything can be said he's attacked by the uh was it uh fish o'reilly and adam cole baby so uh what will happen next week i'm excited to find out uh, we'll also see what's going on with Asuka, even though we do, uh, if you've checked any of the news or anything like that, we already do know at least part of it, but uh, perhaps we'll get some details on what's what's going on from there. What's happening from there? What do all of the other women in the NXT, women in NXT have to, have to uh, look forward to? Um, what's the competition going to look like now? So, uh, that's it. I think that's enough for this week. Um, let me know what you thought by tweeting me at TIW Podcast. Go to todayiwatched.com for more reviews. If you enjoyed this episode or anything else on the site, please share some links with your friends. Subscribe on iTunes, write a review on iTunes, and support the show even more at patreon.com slash todayiwatched. Thanks for tuning in, and I'll be back next week for... Week seven, week not seventeen, week thirty six of WWE two thousand seventeen, uh, May Young Classic round two and the quarterfinals and the semifinals, and shortly after that the final of the May Young Classic. I am pretty dang excited. Thanks for tuning in, and I'll catch you later. Bye.